Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes! Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com or you're subscribed, leaving a show rating and a review on iTunes, never missing one single episode. Thank you very much, especially everybody who does that. Wow, it's been a month and I, I didn't forget it. It's like riding a bike when it comes to that intro now at this point. But uh, I want to thank especially the real friends of Rock Strikes 10 for sticking with me, hopefully not unsubscribing. It's been a month since I've done a show. You are owed an explanation, and I'm going to give you one right now. Not an excuse. That's just the way it is, man. It's the bottom line. I got, like, the flu, and I lost my voice, and I got bronchitis all within the course of, like, a week, week and a half, which uh, right at the very beginning of the month, or I guess last month, which would have just knocked me out. I, I've lost all sense of time and space and whatever, but I was bedridden for like a good week. And it's literally been just the last few days where my voice is actually just back to normal, where I can talk in multiple sentences without coughing up a storm or having my voice crack, you know, shit like that. So. It's been a struggle. I've missed doing the show. I've missed interacting. I'm still interacting with you online, but I've missed doing the show, bottom line, and trying not to go uh, again ever without leaving you guys for a month. I hope that never happens again, but, you know, we'll see. Life is weird, man. And, you know, anybody who does a podcast, unless they're on, like, Podcast One or whatever, they're doing it for free, and... It's uh, you know, it's a lot out of your day to put a show together. I'm not bitching. Like I said, we do it because we love it. And that's pretty much it. I just like to play music for you guys. So let's get to some music. The theme for the show on this great comeback return show here for Rock Strikes 10. There are a couple different theme shows that I do here on Rock Strikes 10 that are predestined basically, like the Death Shows, The Fallen, and new music so let's do some new music damn it i mean i haven't done one all year and uh, as luck would have it i've racked up 10 different releases that i have bought this year i know there are more so i'll tell you what if you think i missed something really cool tell me that's all you gotta do chances are i'm just gonna buy it through your recommendation so i can play it on the show so just let me know if i missed something love to hear from you guys always always love to hear from you guys and what I'm also doing this year, because I want to see how scientific I can make it uh, getting to the end of the year rankings. So if there are no further objections, and hopefully not by my podcasting or one of my podcasting mentors, Michael Butler, I'm going to rate every album on the Rock and Roll Geek scoring card system. He is right. I got to say, the way that Michael scores albums, I think, is the best way to go. The way he does it, which if you don't listen to the Rock and Roll Geek Show, you, number one, you should be, and number two, here's how it goes. If I really like the song, if it's a good song or a great song, it gets a plus one. If it's just kind of eh, man, it's okay, you know, or maybe the lyrics stink but the music's good or vice versa, then it gets a half point. 
if I just don't like the song at all, it gets a zero. And then you rack it up versus the number of tracks on the album. And I actually did the math, like with all the division and crap. So I actually have like a score. So each score has X amount of points out of 100 for each album. I'll explain as I go. So a little geeky uh, scientific scoring card system here along with some new music. You get 10 new releases for me to talk about. Starting with this one here, I figured this is a great way to open up the show and a great way to come back to the show with a perennial favorite here on Rock Strikes 10, the Scorpions. Yes, our favorite band from Germany has a new album out called Return to Forever, and it's pretty good. I don't know if I like it as much as Sting in the Tail, but going by the Rock and Roll Geek scoring card system, the album, to me, ranked 9 out of 12 songs. So... Out of 100, after the division, it gets 75 out of 100 on my scoring card. So, very respectable. Uh, Not in the top three albums the Scorpions have ever done, but not in the bottom three either. And so, yeah, if you like the Scorpions, there's enough songs in here that I think you're going to dig. And I'm going to go ahead and just play the single, because, you know, radio's not playing it, so why not, right? It's one of the better songs on the album anyway, so they picked a good one. So, starting off... The comeback show here on Rock Strikes 10, new music episode. This is The Scorpions with We Built This House.
All right, there you go. Kicking off the show here this week. That was the Scorpions with We Built This House as opposed to We Built This City. That's a much better song than We Built This City. All right. Gotta love the Scorpions, man. They are just timeless sounding. I mean, that song sounds like it could have easily gone on their Love at First Sting album or something like that. So love the Scorpions. In their 50th year as a band in the industry. How cool is that? The Scorpions have been a band for 50 years. I mean, that's some Rolling Stones or Beach Boys shit right there. So, yeah, much respect there. I bet you didn't know they've been around for 50 years, but they actually have in one form or another. All right, moving on here. Next album I'm going to talk about here. Uh, you know that Frontiers label, man? They've been putting out records at a breakneck pace. They have kind of cornered the market, I think, at this point on a lot of heritage artists. So good for them for having that niche. I mean, I think there's probably people out there that buy Frontiers records, records, uh, sight unseen, just because they're, they just have that brand now at this point. It only took a few years for them to do it, too. So good for them. Uh, I bought one of their releases, one of the few that I have bought by them. And uh, not that there's anything wrong with the label. I just, uh, this, you know, sometimes like, ah, you know, maybe I'll check out the library or listen to some samples on iTunes. But this one really grabbed me. And, and really just from some of the other podcasts I've been talking about it. So I decided to just go buy it on the first day. And I'm always curious about what George Lynch is doing because he puts out basically something every year. So I totally respect the man's work ethic and just going at it all the time. I mean, the KXM record last year was great. So I, I thought this was really cool. And the fact that, um, you know, that this was put together, actually, I guess he was invited to be on this album because this is basically like a Michael Sweet solo record. That, and he put together with George Lynch here on lead guitar and the rhythm section. Forget about it. James Lomenzo, Brian Tishy, uh, some of the great mechanics working rock and roll today right now. Just uh, that's a killer rhythm section right there. So really cool band that got put together here, apparently via the Frontiers label. They commissioned this record. So you got Michael Sweet from Striper on lead vocals and producing the album. George Lynch, of course, ex Dokken, current Lynch Mob, and a whole bunch of other things on lead guitar. And Brian Tishy, James Lomenzo there in the rhythm section. And you got this new album, Only to Rise. And it's pretty damn cool, man. I like a good amount of this album. Let's see. On the scorecard here, I got it. I, I, I scored an 8 out of 12. So that gives it a score of 66 out of 100. So I think that's very respectable. The good stuff on here is really good. So I got to say, if you you know, I can pick apart the song titles. But if you really want to know, you can email me. But I definitely recommend picking this album up. It's It's not too expensive anywhere you go. So it's not a bad investment here. You get some new rock and roll here. So this is one of my favorite songs on the album. This is Sweet and Lynch with Time Will Tell.
right, there you go. Some Sweet and Lynch there with Time Will Tell off of their latest album, Only to Rise. Really cool stuff there, like I said. And I believe last time I heard George Lynch on the Great Talking Metal podcast there with Mark Striegel, my buddy Mark Striegel there, I believe that George Lynch talked about on that show that if he ever does another album with uh, ex-fellow docking mates Jeff Pilson and Wild McBrown, is that supposedly Michael's going to be the guy singing. So... I think that's really cool. So hopefully something else to look forward to with these two guys making records. And I think they make a really good team. So hopefully this isn't the last you hear of this collaboration. So, you know, Michael Sweet known for being the singer for Striper. And, you know, we know their bit. So we're doing something completely different on the next track here. Going to play something off the latest Marilyn Manson record. Yes, he's got a new album out called The Pale Emperor. And this was really, the, I guess, kind of one of the first major releases of the year. So I've been listening to this one for a bit now, and it's it's really good. Uh, it's a whole lot better, in my opinion, than the previous one, Born Villain. I think Born Villain was my least favorite album that Manson's ever put out. It just didn't grab me. I listened to it a handful of times, and it, and it never really grabbed me. But uh, I've been enjoying this new one a whole lot better. You go in the scorecards here, the uh, copyrighted Rock and Roll Geek scoring card system. I need to start paying royalties to Michael, I think, if he ever finds out about this. But he doesn't listen to my show anyway. But uh, but yeah, scored the Manson album here at 8 out of 10. Not bad at all. Gives it 80 out of 100 on the final score there. So it's a recommended album. Definitely worth picking up. I wonder what uh, my barometer should be for like, you know, like Rotten Tomatoes has a certified fresh. Like what scored as the minimum to where it's a recommended album. Heavily recommended, I guess. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Send me your opinions. But until then, one of my favorite songs on the Manson album actually was the uh, single that they led with. And once again, I'm playing this because radio isn't playing it, and uh, the video is really creepy. You should definitely go check it out. It's it's weird. It's it's not creepy like you'd expect from Manson. It's different creepy. But yeah, anyway, go go watch it on YouTube yourself and tell me what you think. But I really dig this song a lot, and it definitely goes. Uh, it, it sounds really comfortable along with some of his better singles. So this is Marilyn Manson with Deep Six.
There you go. That was Marilyn Manson from his latest album, The Pale Emperor. That was Deep Six for you there. Hope you enjoyed that. And we're going to move on to the next thing here. Uh, something new from Hailstorm. Yeah, I do like me some Hailstorm. I, I I assume they still get radio play because I, I've heard from friends they get played on crappy modern rock radio stations. But I do like Hailstorm. I think they got some credibility there. Uh, you know, it's cool to have somebody like Lizzie out there. She... You know, uh, she's going to be a novelty just because she's a woman in metal, or hard rock, if you will. But man, can she play some lead guitar. And that's not just good for a woman, that's good for anybody. She is damn awesome on the axe there, and has an amazing set of pipes there. I mean, you know, very cool. And Aelstrom, they just they, they have a cool sound, I like them, what can I say? And they got a new album out called Into the Wildlife. Uh, the good stuff on the album is really good. There's there's enough in it that's good to outweigh a few of the songs that I thought were kind of, you know, cheesy and lame. But, hey, that's just my opinion. And I gave it a good score, that being said. I mean, 10 out of 13 on the regular version. I did get the deluxe version, but I don't rate the bonus songs because I, I don't feel like that's fair. Because either they're not on there for a reason or, you know, not everybody got that copy. So I stuck with the 13 tracks. So, like I said, 10 out of 13 with a score of 77 out of 100. That's really damn good. Better than some of the other albums on this list. So, hey, there you go. So here's a, here's a good track off of the new Hailstorm called Into the Wildlife. This is I Am the Fire. Am I brave enough? Am I strong enough? Follow the desire that burns from within To push away my fear, to stand where I'm afraid I am through with this, cause I am more than this I promise to myself alone in 
There you go, a little hailstorm there with I Am The Fire from their new album, Into The Wildlife. I really like the cover, uh, you know, the album cover as well, the picture of the band. Even though Lizzie's wearing a leather jacket that says Into The Wildlife on the back of it, so she's got her back to the camera with her face, you know, kind of profile, but it makes it look like she's peeing on the road cases. So I love this album cover. It's awesome. So, all right, enough of me. Moving on here. Next album I'm going to talk about, and you know, these next three songs, the middle section here of the show, this is for the people that like the show for not just playing hard rock and metal. Uh, so these next three songs are going to be completely different from one another and, you know, branching out a little bit. So let's open the mind a little bit. Okay. Now this next one, I didn't score it and not because I haven't listened to it. I've listened to it multiple times. 
But the reason I'm not going to give this one a score is because it wouldn't be fair, because I'm a little too close to this project. Uh, I'm going to play you something by a band called The Cush. Now, The Cush is actually a local band here from Fort Worth, Texas. And the CD itself is actually kind of one degree of separation uh, to Rock Strikes 10 here, because uh, the CD actually here is being distributed by the Synaptic Empire label, which actually is uh, my buddy Randy Brown of the Synaptic Podcast uh, here on the cnjradio.com family. And, you know, like this is one of Randy's projects here. He's not in the band, uh, but he's, you know, handling the distribution on the compact disc side of things, not the vinyl, but the CD, which I, I normally post links uh, probably every few weeks on the Facebook page on my personal one. So I definitely recommend buying this album. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't promote it. Despite the fact that Randy has a thing going for it, if I didn't like this album, I wouldn't be playing it for you on the show, and I mean that. I would just let it let it go, you know. He has his own thing. He promotes it well. But I really like this album. It's, uh, you know, if you're a fan of good alternative music, uh, you know, and I'm sure bands hate when people do this, but if I had to compare it to a few different artists, uh, I do definitely hear some Jesus and Mary Chain on there. But there's also some good beat on there too. Like it's got a nice swagger to it at times, kind of like the Dandy Warhols when they're when they're swinging a little bit, you know. So uh, there's just a, it's, it's a nice hybrid of good alternative styles. So I'm also a big fan of the male and female lead vocals singing together. So there's a lot of things about the Kush that I really like. So I definitely recommend get this CD. It's called Transcendental Heat Wave, and if you miss the link the last 12 times then email me again i'll send it to you the cd is nice and cheap i think randy was doing a thing for a while it was like seven bucks shipped so come on i mean you can't go wrong with that it's definitely under ten dollars shipped on a consistent basis so let's whet your appetite for this record this is one of my favorite songs if not my favorite song off of the album this one's called droids check it out
right, there you go. That was the Kush, local favorites there with droids off of their brand new record called Transcendental Heat Wave. Like I said, I recommend this album. I'm not going to score it, but I do recommend it. And like I said, not getting paid to say that. I'm not just saying that to say it because I don't do that. I give it my endorsement, and that should hopefully mean something at this point. Any good rock station or alternative station should be playing this record. And the only reason they're not playing it is because there's no payola here. All right. Moving on here. Speaking of good alternative, a band who's been throwing it down for a good 25 years now at least. And that's pretty damn cool. I mean, not all of the 25 years. Because they just got back together very recently over the last few years. And one of my favorite bands that came out of that whole 90s scene was Blur. I thought they were awesome. You know, they got lumped in with the whole Britpop thing, and not that they didn't deserve it, uh, but they always did interesting original stuff, in my opinion. Yes, of course, you could probably hear some of the influences through them, but not as bad as a lot of the other bands they were quote-unquote competing with at the time, you know, like your Oasis, bands like that. You know, you could never really pinpoint, hey, Blur really sounds like this band. It was like they were kind of a conglomerate of all great things Britain. So that that's what I like about them. And, you know, when they broke up, I didn't really, you know, mourn it because I, I wasn't really digging what they were putting out on that last record. I thought that, you know, because Damon, who if you don't know this, Damon Albarn, the lead singer of Blur, you know, he had a lot of pet projects going on. Uh, most well-known, of course, he's the lead singer of Gorillaz. So that thing took off, and I feel like it definitely had a massive effect on Blur's sound and, and, you know, obviously maybe even his focus because that the last Blur studio album was called Think Tank and despite a couple of songs, I didn't like the record really at all. And even like, you know, I thought 13 was a phenomenal album, but, uh, you know, it definitely sounded like they were kind of trying to chase Radiohead a little bit because they got done with the Oasis thing and I felt like they kind of jumped on another, you know, competition. But uh, I don't think they really had to do that. 13, like I said, great record. Probably should have been their lone, massively experimental record. But Think Tank, I think they kind of fell on their face. And I tried it a few times, but you know, it just didn't really hit me. Like I said, I was a little worried about this comeback album. They have a new album out called The Magic Whip. And, you know, it was a weird listen to me. I've listened to it two or three times now. And on my initial listen, I was like, oh, it's kind of going the Think Tank route. But, man, about halfway through the album, once it got over the hump, uh, they, they finally were doing things that, uh, you know, had an original sound to it, in my opinion. Like, hey, I haven't really heard anything like this. Or, you know, or at least if I have, I, I, I don't know that I have. And that's what's... I like that stuff. So, um, once it got through the halfway mark, this Blur album is great. So, it, it's it's a weird listen, but I do recommend it. Like I said, the second half especially is great. There's some good songs on the first half, but it really doesn't hit its stride until halfway through. I'm going to play the song that really, you know, right about in the middle of the album really gets it going for me. Oh, by the way, I scored it 9.5 out of 12, actually. So I got a score of 79 out of 100. And this is one of my favorite songs on it. It's a little uh, morose, this song, a little bit of a downer. But, man, there's the arrangement on this song. I really dig so check it out. This is Blur from the new album Magic Whip with There Are Too Many of Us. Hey, 
There you go. That was some blur off their new Magic Whip album. That was there are too many of us. There's also some, uh, you know, a few upbeat rockers on there too. But I really wanted to play that song because I like it a whole lot. And uh, you know, actually, I know I played Blur on the last episode. It seems like forever ago, but it was one month ago on the last episode. Is a band that I've never seen live that I really, really want to see. So I hope they do a U.S. tour. I hope. Uh, so I'm crossing my fingers there. All right, someone who is on tour. And, or is about to be on tour. Maybe it's already started. 
but I'm definitely going to go see it. Uh, but Brian Wilson has a new album out. This is the last of the uh, Open Your Mind Up a- a part of the show. But, you know, maybe there's some people out there that aren't Beach Boys fans, and I'm sorry for you. I really am. Uh, but I got to tell you, this uh, my favorite song here on this Brian Wilson album, this song is as good as any classic Brian Beach Boys composition. Uh, this song really blew me away when I first heard it. And, uh, man... But that being said, there's some stuff on this Brian Wilson album that is not good at all. Uh, when it's, uh, you know, this sounds cliche. When it, when it's good, it's great. When it's bad, it's really bad. And uh, there's no two ways about it. I can't really sugarcoat that. But uh, I scored the Brian Wilson album. There was a, there was quite a few halves on here, but uh, the ones that get the one point are excellent. So if you want to know if you're just gonna cherry pick off iTunes, I totally understand. Email me, I'll let you know what songs are the best. Not not that I'm against buying the full album, because it's one of those ones that, you know, if you see it discounted, definitely get it. Because I got the deluxe edition of it, and, you know, the deluxe is pretty pricey in most stores. It's like around 15 bucks, And it's got 16 songs on it, on the del- actually 18 songs on the deluxe. The bonus tracks, there's two bonus tracks, but on the deluxe edition, they add songs to the normal playing order which is not on the uh, you know regular version. So it's kind of weird. It's like a different album entirely. So the sequence is different and everything. So that's kind of weird. But uh, hey, you know, crazy genius and all. But uh, like I said, I scored the Brian album 11 out of 16 with a score of 69 out of 100. And I think that's pretty fair. Maybe overly fair. Uh, like I said, the bad stuff's really bad. But when it's good, oh, yeah, some of the stuff is up there with any Beach Boys classic or even some of the obscure non-classics that I like a lot. Uh, some things of note, uh, you know, like I said, Beach Boys fans rejoice. Not only is it Brian, of course, you probably know that Al Jardine has been playing with Brian the last few years. He's all over this album, and when he is, when when Al shows up, ooh, that's when it gets great. Uh, to me, Al is kind of the MVP of this record. You also got David Marks, who is an original member of the Beach Boys in the band still, and the return of Blondie Chaplin, who was... In the Beach Boys, he was actually a real Beach Boys member. Uh, he was in a band called The Flame, and Carl Wilson brought him into the Beach Boys in like 1971, 1972, and he played mostly on the Carl and the Passions album and the Holland album. Uh, so, man, great to have him back. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna play you actually. So he's he's on a couple of songs and he's touring. So you got four Beach Boys touring with Brian Wilson, which is two more than the one that's actually called the Beach Boys. So if you're going to go have that concert experience, go see Brian Wilson for damn sure. That's where you're going to get it. My favorite song on this album, it's called No Peer Pressure, by the way, which is a a pun title because they mean like the pier by the beach. So yes, high comedy. My favorite, favorite song on this album is a duet with Al Jardine called Tell Me Why. And, uh, man, when it hits the peak of that chorus, man, if you don't get a chill, I don't know what to tell you. So, enough of my yakking. Here's Brian Wilson and Al Jardine with Tell Me Why. Tell you where away 
There you go. If that doesn't get you in a nice, good mood there. Uh, every time, man, I get chills when that chorus comes in. That is classic vintage Beach Boys sound right there. That song could have gone on Pet Sounds if he'd have written it then. It's that good. So that's what I think. There you go. Brian Wilson, tell me why. Off of the album, no peer pressure. If you want to know the best songs on it, just uh, email me. I'll let you know. Anyway, moving on here. We only got three more acts to play. Uh, a guy that I've been a fan of for a long time, and uh, I kind of tiptoed into his solo career, but I'm glad I finally came around and, and let it go that his older band wasn't together anymore. And I think he's writing better stuff, too. So uh, the new album by Jesse Mallon, I definitely recommend. It's called New York After the War. Really, some really great rock and roll. You know, the singer-songwriter Americana, but it's got that punk edge to it, too. So it's, uh, you know, I mean, he's buddies with Bruce, you know, people like that. 
He he was buddies with Joe Strummer. I mean, uh, you know those guys. You know, I don't think they're gonna hang around with any slouches. And uh, they, he de- Jesse definitely deserves all those kind of endorsements. I know Green Day loves him. He's just a massive talent. Great, great songwriter. And there's some songs on here. You know, I I know Lou Reed is dead and everything, but there are some songs in here that are they're very Lou Reed esque. I think it kind of outdoes Lou Reed on it, so that's what I think. So send all your hate mail to Rock Strikes 10. Until then, uh, an album that I scored 10.5 out of 13, so 10.5 out of 13, with a final score of 81 out of 100. Very, very good. Uh, here, here it is, one of my favorite songs on the new record. This is Jesse Mallon with Turn Up the Mains. So, yeah, turn it up.
All right, some greatness right there with Jesse Mallon. Go pick up New York After the War. It's a very, very solid release. Like I said, 81 out of 100 ain't bad over here at Rock Strikes 10. Good, good stuff there. Maybe if I bug him enough, he'll come on the show. I'd love to find out what Jesse's Desert Island list is. I'm sure it's pretty impressive. I don't know if, if picking just 10 is in his world, you know. Most uh, really diverse musicians, it's it'd probably be pretty hard to pick 10, but... I'm going to get that going ASAP because I'm establishing that. That's my bit, and none of you can have it. Okay. All right. Second to last song here on the show. I think these last two. I saved these last two for the end of the show because uh, these are kind of running neck and neck for album of the year so far, for sure. It's going to be hard to knock off these two records. Just some solid shit right here. Going to play some hardcore superstar here. I don't understand that there's any rock fans left in this world that haven't given hardcore superstar a chance especially if your era is like uh, anywhere from the late 70s to the early 90s there is so much cool stuff in the realm of style that hardcore superstar plays in their rock and roll i hear echoes you know not just of like you know they, they get pegged in with kind of a throwback to the sunset strip era of la and not that that's not garnered but I, you know, I still hear stuff coming from, you know, Sweden where they're from. Uh, you know, I I even hear elements of some of the stoner bands out, you know, or doom bands, whatever you want to call them. Like I hear some like Fu Manchu going on, some Queens of the Stone Age, and some of the guitars, the vocals don't really put that in your brain, but I hear it in the music, you know, and even like Mother Love Bone, bands like that, you know, of course, like your Faster Pussycats, the World, GNR, that kind of stuff. So it's just a, they take they take all the best stuff of probably one of the best eras of rock and roll ever, and they put it in a blender, and you get freaking hardcore superstar. I don't know a better endorsement I can give any band than that. They have a new album out called HCSS. Not not a not a clever title in the least, but you know it's a it's kind of a self titled album, and, and why not? Because this is going to go down as one of their best records, if not their best record ever. I don't know the last one was great. I, maybe I should score it and find out how it does with this one, but. uh Damn, man. Nine and a half out of ten. Ninety-five out of a hundred. Damn near perfect. What can I say? I'm not even going to play you the best song on this album, in my opinion. I'm going to play you, like, my third favorite song on the album. That's how much I feel you have to go pick up this record. So here you go. And, and this is a great song. That being said, I'm not trying to pee on it. It's great. This is Hardcore Superstar with Party Till I'm Gone. <laughs>
All right, there you go. Hardcore Superstar with Party Till I'm Gone. I believe that's the second track off of their new album, HCSS. There's some stuff on there also. You know, there's there's a record I really like a lot. I don't feel it gets that much love anymore. Uh, but the third album by L.A. Guns called Hollywood Vampires. I hear a few echoes of that album on this album. Ugh. I, I, you know, this is... Uh, I think it's kind of up there. It might just be edging out the last album for album of the year. I'm not sure. These are kind of neck and neck right now. I didn't score it that way, but they're real neck and neck right now. I may change the score on this next one as the year goes on. We'll see. But uh, yeah. By the way, when you buy that album, and you should, there's a song halfway through the album called "Fly," and it's it's. I don't think it's. I don't think they've ever done a song like this before. I'm still kind of picking up the back catalog at this point, but man. I haven't heard a song like this in I don't know how long. I really don't know. They have this seven and a half minute song right smack in the middle of the album. And it's like the arrangement is so cool and original sounding to me. It's like you never know where the guitar is going. It's not jammy. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's dreamy, It's but it's heavy. I don't even know how to describe it, but when you pick up that album and you get to that song Fly, you're going to know what I'm talking about. You're not going to be able to describe it like I can't, but you're going to be like, yeah, that thing. Oh, so when you buy that album and you hear right after you hear the song Fly, I want you to write me anywhere on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and tell me what you think of that and tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong. I'm not, though. Okay. Last song on the show here this week. Another perennial favorite of Rock Strikes 10. I could play this guy on every show because he's that good. But Danko Jones has a new record out, and you should buy it. Because Danko Jones is law, and you are crime if you do not buy it. All right, stealing a line from the hives there. But Danko's got a new album out called Fire Music. Finally available in the States. I waited. I, I I don't know why I did that. I really probably should have imported it, but I don't know. To me, the U.S. release date still means something. I don't know. I mean, I'm hanging on to something really weird. But I got Denko at uh, ten out of. I got it at ten out of eleven. Ninety out of a hundred. And there's one song. Every song I gave a full point to, except one song actually scored a zero. Uh, because I hated the lyrics, except for one line on it. But uh, the song Getting Into Drugs, maybe I was nitpicking it too hard because I liked the guy so much. But that being said, one of my favorite songs on the album, and it's a great song to go out on this week, from Fire Music, this is Danko Jones with The Twisting Knife. Turn it up as loud as you can.
right, there you go. Are you all rocked out yet? Uh, never, but hey, there you go. That's how we're ending the show this week. The Twisting Knife by Danko Jones off of his new album, Fire Music. Go get it. Uh, it's going to be hard to beat that for Rock Album of the Year also. So, like I said, the Danko album and the Hardcore Superstar album, for sure, you must buy those records. Uh, drop them a line and tell them I sent you. Tell them to come on the show. All right, that's going to do it for the show this week. Please go to rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com. You can find uh, all the shows on there, not just the ones that iTunes has, but all the shows are available to listen on there, the entire archive, until we figure out how to put every episode on iTunes again. But, uh, yeah, but that being said, please subscribe, leaving a star rating and review on iTunes, please, and never miss one single episode as you do that. Uh, yeah, go to the Twitter, the Instagram. I'm, I'm on all that now. So rock strikes 10, rock strikes 10, rock strikes 10, T E N spell it. That's it. I, I'm, I'm getting back into the swing of things. I don't know how to end a show anymore. So practice, practice, practice once again, and there, you know, and themes, please feel free. Uh, send me a PM on Facebook. What theme would you like to hear? Uh, also, man, there's been a ton of people in rock dying over the last two months, so probably going to have to do another Fallen show sooner than later, but uh, yeah, we'll just get all that together. So just stay tuned. Always big things doing here at Rock Strikes 10. And of course, extra special thanks to Pete and the Spacebeard guys. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband and take it away, guys. And to everybody else, until the next one, have fun. <laughs> 